Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Be Real, Get Real. And you can see I have the fabulous Abigail Tiefenthaler with me today. And I am so excited that you are here because we're going to learn all about uh, what <laughs> a remarkable life through unremarkable moments. But I guarantee you, when you hear these moments, you will not think they are unremarkable. I am Trish Carr, one of the founders of Women's Prosperity Network, and it is my pleasure to be with you today for Be Real, Get Real. And what this show is all about is being real, being yourself, being the person that you really are. And really, for, for me, what this show is all about is when we do business with business, we're really doing business with people. And it's the people that make up the business that make us want to know, like, and trust that business. You know, even at my local grocery store, I've lived in my, my house now for uh, 18, 19 years now. 19 years I've been in my house. And the, the mass grocery store that I go to, you know, you go to Kroger and you go to Ralph's and I go to Publix. And those cashiers and those bagged people are the same bagged people that I've been seeing for the last 19 years. And that is actually the reason I keep going back is because I really like the people. So here on Be Real, Get Real, it's about getting to know the people and the amazing women at Women's Prosperity Network. So let me uh, invite you to get something to drink for me. It's, I got my glass of water for you, depending on when you're enjoying this broadcast. You might be having your glass of adult beverage or a cup of coffee, whatever it is. Just settle in for about 15, 20 minutes. And let me introduce you to the incredible Abigail Tiefenthaler. And I have been blessed to know you, Abigail, for like 10 years now. I'm trying to remember if we met in 2008 or 2010, but it's been a, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's way more than 10 years. Way yeah. more. Well, let me tell you about Abigail for over three decades. Her focus, her focus has been helping companies launch and leverage their brand to become more visible and more profitable by impacting the relationships they have with customers stakeholders, employees, and communities. She has a keen ability to initiate, foster, and build C-suite level relationships where they might not have been able to exist previously. She successfully leverages her negotiation skills. She has deep experience in brand and strategy management, advertising, and loyalty marketing. Abigail like worked on Madison Avenue. Like she's I'm reading from her bio now, but let me tell you who this woman is, because she's being so um, humble in her bio. She is a master strategist. She is someone who can see the landscape of marketing and be the one who is cutting edge. She's not afraid to jump in, and she's also not afraid to be patient and develop relationships that sometimes take a while but result in amazing business for her company. So I'm so happy to have you with me, Abigail. Thank you so much. And thank you for everything you do for this community as a contributor, as somebody who really just enjoys sharing your knowledge. 
and for being a partner with Women's Prosperity Network for all of these years. Welcome, thank Abigail. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I love this community. Me too. Me too. Me too. And you're also a leader in the e-women community as well, yes? I just took over the Knoxville chapter managing director position because there was, it was inactive and it's, I, I think it's time to bring it to, to uh, Tennessee. I yes. Guess. So. Yes, absolutely. And even, you know, people say, why do you even mention e-women? Isn't that your competition? What? We don't believe no. in competition. No. no, you guys, when when I was running Successful Women's Mastermind Alliance down in Florida, we came to your meetings, you came to our meetings, we enriched each other because there is no competition. There is more than enough business for us all. Yeah, and we find that when we collaborate, we're all all better for it. Yes. So I'm I'm thrilled that you took over the uh, the managing director of that chapter. So when you were talking to Stephanie, getting ready for this broadcast, you, you said something really cool. You said, I disrupt your life for this learning moment. <laughs> and I was like, that is so cool. That what a, what a way to look at things, especially for you, Abigail, you have been through it the last four years. I, you know, I, I would say I've probably been through it the since I've known you. So, yes, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, we met at a very weird time in business and, and economics in 2008. I call Florida ground zero of what was going on financially, emotionally, spiritually. It was, yes. it was really tough. And I think from that moment on, and, you know, you mentioned my negotiation skills and I, I never thought I was a good negotiator until I had to deal with some of the financial issues that befell, you know, be, that that happened during that time. Um, the last couple of years, I, I know this sounds really crazy, but I look at being sick as a gift. I, it, it to me the 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 whole process. And for those of you that don't know, I <clears throat> was diagnosed with leukemia. I ended up having to have a bone marrow transplant. I spent eight months basically down in Jacksonville in the hospital and at a care house going through um, recovery, chemo before a recovery, I had 50 hours of chemo in, in five days. And uh, so if I forget something mid-sentence, I blame it on the chemo, not on my age. Well, I want, you, I, want, I want that to sink in. 50 hours of chemo in five days. I mean, consider if you're, if you're, if you're hearing Abigail, consider the toll that takes on your body, your emotions, your spirit, your mind. Your hair. Yeah, your hair. <laughs> That's right. Your hair's back, though. It's not back the way it was. But everybody said it wasn't all that great beforehand. I go, but I at least had a choice of cutting it. Now this is about how it grows. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, you really, and you went through it all, I mean, in terms of what I saw with Grace. It, you know, here's here's the thing. I it was amazing the outpouring of love and support that happened during that time. And I did cover a lot of what I was going through through my hashtag journey with the cure. And because here's the thing, I knew I wasn't gonna die from it. Don't ask me why. There's a one in two chance that a bone marrow transplant is going to be successful. I, for, I just knew in my heart I wasn't going to die. And I was told by people that were spiritual leaders that said I, I was going to get through this. But I also didn't 
think it was any more grief and frustration or disappointment, anger, whatever it was, all of those levels of grief than anybody else who's lost a spouse, who's lost their job, who's lost a child, a friend, a, you know, a family member that are struggling with having to come to reality that things are different. Yeah. So to me, it was all about getting into possibility mode. Because once I could be in possibility mode, that means I had accepted wherever I was and now could start moving forward. And I, again, the love and support that people shared with me through commenting on my posts or reaching out privately, just let me know that I was on the right track, that this was what I needed to do. And I didn't want to be a victim. I didn't want right. to... You know, there's nothing to be gained by sitting in that pity party, you know, so. How'd you find a donor? Coincidentally, so Germany happens to have the largest donor database in the world. And being of German ancestry, I figured, oh, that'll be easy. We'll find a match. Well, interestingly enough, they did kind of a brief look at the German database and there was nothing there. My youngest brother, who's six and a half years younger than I am, uh, ended up being a 10 out of 10 match. So oh. the first place you go is to a sibling right? and uh, a biological sibling. And then if neither of them, uh, I have two, um, I, I have three brothers, but two are biological. Neither of them are matches. Then they would have gone to one of my girls who are now That's 27 great. and 30. That yeah. is so great. And how, like, what happened to your business during this time? Well, I was doing some contract selling that I had done a lot of that in 2018. So I was earning residual income. The benefit of residual income yes. was that worked. And actually, January, February, March of 2019, I was able to do some selling. Uh, I really kind of lost my mind after the transplant. So that yeah. was... Um, I would say I was really out of pocket from about the beginning of March till about September. That was the period. Uh, it, it kind of limped along. Uh, at that point in time, I knew Tammy and I were going to go into business together because we had made that decision in the winter of, of 2018. Uh, so she started doing some preliminary work on the business. And so when I came back, and this was funny because Basically, I had two girlfriends that said the same thing in the course of two or three days. I went to bed one night at the end of September. My brain was racing. And if I tell you that I had had the calmest brain from April to September, nobody would believe me. But I went to bed in my, for the first time in months, my brain was racing. I woke up the next morning and I felt like I had literally been rebooted. Like all of the sudden, and I was talking to Tammy, my partner, and she goes, you're making sense. And I go, well, what does that mean? And she goes, well, I have to be honest with you. Why didn't you tell me? And then I talked to my girlfriend, Jane, and she said the same thing, like almost the same words. I was like, oh gosh, how out of it was I for yeah. Those, yeah. the period of time? Yeah, it was, uh, I'm sure it was traumatic time for you, but you know, you talk about living a remarkable life through unremarkable moments. You, you know, you've had many of those, quote, unremarkable moments. Right. And yeah. it's still, you're still standing. Yeah. I, 
I think, you know, and again, I, we, we talked a little bit about this before the show, but, you know, I have a girlfriend that says, you know, you're always a solid five. She said, so when something crappy is going on, you bring it up to a five, you know? And she said, when something great is going on, I mean, I've hit seven figures. I've been married 33 years. I have two daughters that are remarkable women in and of themselves. I always bring those down to a five, you know, the, the humbleness of, I can talk about them, but to me, it's a part of my life. It's mm -hmm. just always been a part of it. And so that's why I, I remember when I probably in your community back in 2010, maybe one of the young conferences, right? You know, people were talking about telling your story. Simon Bailey, it was, it was Simon Bailey. Oh, yes. Simon talking about Bailey. telling your story. And I was like, I don't have a story to tell. I, you know, I've never been divorced. My parents died married to each other. You know, like I have dysfunctional brothers, but doesn't everybody, you know, like, you know, I've hit a million dollars. Hasn't everybody, you know, I've done this. Hasn't everybody, like, I never oh. felt that, that it was all that special. <laughs> so. No. And let me tell you what, we are so not great at seeing what is so special about us. And yeah. that's, you know, I get that, you know, you're always a solid five, you keep it even keel, you make sure that there's not too many highs or many lows. And I remember Maya Angelou talking about that. Oh, yeah. You know, she said something about um, when people say things about you that would swell your head. She said, I just take that and say thank you, but I don't really let it in because. If I let that in, I have to let in the negative and the people who are saying that I'm not great. So I just take it like you as a five. And I just leave it. Thank you very much for thinking that way. Right, and the right. other side of it, oh, is I'm so sorry you feel that way. Right. And she just, so I think that there's something to be said for trying to stay on an even keel. And that being said, we all have remarkability in us. All yes, of us yes. go through yes, remarkable yes. things, yet we want to keep it low key so that it doesn't tilt us, move us, do all the things that it can do. And you going through what you went through and you went, yeah. I mean, this was a journey. And then the other thing was you physically moved a few times. Like, what was that about? You were moved after you got out of the Jacksonville hospital. Where did you go after that? Well, I was living in I was living in South Carolina when I was diagnosed, and I right. went back to South Carolina, and then I went to visit my girlfriend Jane up at her lake house, and she said, "Abigail, come to the lake house." She had been inviting me for years. It's up in Kentucky. She goes, "It's going to change your life," and I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, I, I, yeah, 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 right. And so I went up there, and it changed my life. I was driving through mountains, and you know, just feeling those kind of fun roads, you know, from the Pennsylvania where, and I said, my husband would love this. And so we came out to Tennessee to visit some friends after my, my father passed and we were driving through and I, 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 he goes, I do like this. And I go, I knew you would like it, you know? And so that's how we ended up in Greenville, Tennessee of all places. Of all places. So there you were in flat South Florida. How long were you in South Florida? 17 years. 17 years and then you have to drive on winding roads. Wasn't it fun? Oh, it is. I you know, know, we used to call them thank you ma'ams. Do you remember that expression when you would like kind of go up a hill and then down and, you know, it's like your stomach was always going up and down. Yeah. It's like a little, 
you know, little ride. Right? I loved it too. I loved it too. I lived in uh, Florida for a long time and then I moved to Atlanta and it was like so much fun. But all the Floridians would come and visit and sit in the passenger seat and go, whoa, whoa. It's like we're driving normal, but they're freaking out. I, we love it. We, it. It's like having a little sports car. And, you know, we, I look out my front door and I look, I'm at the foot of the Smokies. Nice. I look out my back door and I see cows that are standing in line waiting to go be fed by the farmer that owns the cows. Thank goodness. Nice. I don't know them. And, you know, this is, I, I think, the sickness. I, I think what I went through was an opportunity to say what's really important. Mm. I think my bankruptcy and foreclosure that I went through in 2014-15, after trying desperately negotiating $57,000 in debt over nine months with 26 different vendors, you know, feeling like the scum of the, the queen of the bottom feeders, right? They, it was designed to help me when I, you know, I always say the beautiful thing about losing everything is you get to, you get to choose what you add back. And having that opportunity and then getting sick, I, I just, if life isn't good, whose fault is that? I don't care if it's looking out a window at a cow or if it's going away on a trip or if it's making a million dollars or if it's, you know, to me, I'd rather do this all day long, have a conversation with somebody who I care about. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah. it's a good prioritizer setter, priority setter. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you. Just look for me. I look out the window and I'm looking out the window now and I see these beautiful flowers and yeah. that's all I need to lift me back up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much beauty in the simple things. And we, you know, one of the things we've always said is, you, you know, we want to simplify things, right? The name of our first company was launches made simple. Like we, we've always talked about the simplification process of building a business, having a life, being happy. And we all overcomplicated. I mean, I'm guilty of it from time to time as well, you know? So that's what's it like. What's it like now having a full-time partner? Cause it's been a few years now. It's what's changed with a partner? Yeah. I mean, we were actually chatting about it this morning. Um, she, she is my South to my North or my North to my South because all of the things that I was never able to provide, which is all the logistics and the tech in the programs or the services we deliver, that's what she does. And that's where she geeks out. I geek out on strategy. She geeks out on delivery and implementation. Perfect. Yeah, we truly are yin and yang. And it's, um, it, it, it's, it's wonderful. Perfect. Well, I put, I put the website up, SavvySalesStrategy.com. And uh, I urge you to go there and connect with Abigail because she's brilliant and her partner is brilliant. And I love, you know, the perfect partnerships are exactly like you said, when you fill each other's skill sets, you know, one of you has a skill set here, the other has here, and it's a perfect marriage. So I'm thrilled for everything you are up to. And I'm so happy that you're healthy and happy and living in a beautiful place like what work and your kids are doing great and like, your husband's doing great. Yeah, he we're trying to get him retired from nursing. But other than that, he's yeah. uh, just uh 
it's it's been tough him being a travel nurse you know it's it's so a hard job he, how far away how how much does he like is he gone for long periods of time he was in jersey for 10 for 13 weeks back in um, september time. october november and now he's um just a couple of hours away in south carolina so he's coming home but they're they're what's nice is they're block scheduling him so he works monday tuesday wednesday and then he's home Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's great. Yeah. That's so we have, great. you know, and we have the choice. I mean, I have two cats. If I didn't have those cats, I might be doing more traveling with him. And we would maybe go to Montana or places we haven't been to. But that's not happened yet. So. Yeah. I love my cats, but they do. How about somebody can take care of them for you? Yeah. But for 13 weeks, they not for we're, weeks, we're away so. for two or three days and they're clinging to us like, yeah. you know. We've been gone a month. so I know what you mean. All right. Well, I appreciate you being here. I hope that you have enjoyed this as well. Those of you who are watching, those of you who are, are participating, thank you for your comments. I'd love to hear how you stay resilient. So if you are watching on any of the platforms that we have this beautiful video, give me a comment. How do you stay resilient when stuff happens? Because stuff happens. Yes. What would you, Abigail, what would you say, like, if there's one thing you could share with someone who might be going through one of those unremarkable moments? How do you, how do you stay sane? How do you get through? What's one thing you can do? You know, I, I, I know this isn't for everybody, but I'm going to say my faith. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to say the trust that this isn't happening to me, it's happening through me. And there's a lesson in here somewhere. You know, it's it's the story of the of the horses, right? We know uh -huh. the story of the horses, right? There with all this crap, there's gotta be a pony in pony here. Pony in here somewhere. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of how I've approached every strategic challenge I've had to endure. Well, and that's you know, it's all in how you choose it. You know, it's what you said that earlier. It's all in your choice. So I hope every one of you who are with us today or watching on the replay are choosing it for you. Yes. Whatever that joy is, whether it's looking out the window at the beautiful flowers or putting on your favorite music and dancing around your house or your office or just picking up the phone and calling someone you love or someone you know who could use a smile we all have the ability to be happy in every moment. Maybe what's going on around us isn't a happy circumstance, but we can choose happy. And Abigail, teeth and taller, you are the poster child for that. Well, thank you. So thank, thank you, you so much for being with us. And thank you for watching. Please remember, you see that little button there that says share? Go ahead and click that. You see, you see it. Go ahead. Click that button, there you go, and share this with your friends, with your associates, because these moments of getting to know real people on Be Real, Get Real are the moments that make us all human and make us really understand that business is about people. Right. And each one of you is important in your business as people. So thank you so much, Abigail. I hope all of you and Abigail, thank you for being with me. You are so awesome. 
And all of you have a fantastic rest of your day or evening. And we will see you again on the next episode of Be Real, Get Real. Bye-bye, everybody.